Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you today on the show. Very good. I, I consider myself one of the luckiest guys on the planet because I truly love what I do and I get to do it every day. It's the CEO of TLC Kids and 2014 Australian of the Year local hero, Tim Connellan. Kate and I caught up with Tim and here's how it went. Got into it. How are you, Tim? Good, Jimmy. How are you and how are you, Kate? Oh, thank, good, thank you. That's the way. I do have to laugh just before we do go on. Um, every time I hear someone say, oh, how is it at home with the kids? They go, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> End of sentence. End of sentence. Yeah. Anyway, what's the weather doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, done. well um, quickly tell us about how you got into uh, uh, founding, sorry, how you got into founding uh, TLC for Kids because it's quite an impressive thing. You were, you were giving a talk and then, and then it all took over. It did. Thank you very much. Uh, it's, I suppose it goes back in the early... 90s, uh, I was doing some motivational workshops with my brother and we were conducting these for kids in you know, high schools and street kids and things and we were invited to a camp that was working with uh, cancer kids and their siblings. And during this camp, I got to know the kids really well and heard all their stories and uh, I suppose got to understand what challenges they are facing on a daily basis. And one of the kids in particular really stood out for me. His name is Francis. Uh, and I was only four and a half years older than him at the time, so quite young. Uh, he was 17, so I was 21 and a half, almost 22. And uh, just during the camp, the kids absolutely loved it. They got a lot out of it. And the day after, a couple of days after the camp, I got a phone call from Francis to say that his uh, life expectancy had been cut really short due to his illness and he had about a month to live. Wow. which absolutely floored me. So I um, spent a lot of time with Francis during that last month of his life and tried to pick his, his mood up a little bit and go through some motivational um, tips and techniques with him. But the main thing that um, I got out of him was what he wanted to achieve in his life, even because he was a very positive kid. Mm-hmm. And I helped him literally achieve his last three wishes, which was a surfboard, a pair of runners and a breath without pain. Mm-hmm. And um, part of the motivational work um, that we used to do was uh, teaching meditation as well. So I talked him through a very basic meditation with his nurse and his mum, mm-hmm. and uh, he took three deep breaths without any pain. And sadly, uh, about three days after um, the breath, he passed away. And I got a call from his mum, and I went round and spoke with her um, and sat with her for about two hours. And she said that everybody had done everything for Francis, and he was appreciative, and he wasn't sad or upset. But the thing that he wanted the most was to have a breath without pain so he could feel like a normal kid just one more time. And she said, you gave him that breath. And as soon as she told me, I thought, this is, like, I was devastated that he passed away. But I knew this is what I had to do. So the focus was to try and help kids. So fast forward uh, about seven years uh, and doing lots of different activities to help other kids. Um, and I landed on the, the doorstep of the Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. That's where I met uh, Anna Darris, who was in the public affairs office at the time. And she took me for a tour through the hospital. And her, being in public affairs, her job was looking after the charities that came in. And she was well and truly uh, across the workings of what organisations were doing. But more importantly, which I found out, was the work that the charities weren't doing. Mm-hmm. So they were, it was conditional empathy um, being provided to kids. And I didn't understand why all the kids just didn't qualify for help if they needed it. Yeah. So if they were emotionally challenged or stressed or um, literally just falling through the gaps, there's, there shouldn't have been a reason why they didn't get the support. Um, but there wasn't a charity back then that would help any kid for any reason, but also not have waiting lists, uh, which I found out 
that a lot of organisations did. So that sort of drove me to make that change mm -hmm. and um, went from helping just a handful of families to setting up TLC for kids um, with a lot of guidance uh, from Anna and doctors and nurses and social workers on what was missing and we literally filled that gap of um, a charity that would be uh, all, I suppose, a, a charity for everyone mm -hmm. uh, that, that yeah. needed the help. Um, yeah, it was life-changing. Uh, haven't looked back. Absolutely loved the journey so yeah. far. Um, but that's where we—that's where it started. And see, Tim, when I first met you a couple of years ago, the first time I heard that story, I was in your office, and I remember sitting on the the couch, and you're sitting opposite me. And as you were talking, I lost my breath and couldn't breathe because I wanted to cry so much. And I thought, I better not cry because I might upset you. And this is your story. And just hearing that story again, I've got tears in my eyes. It's just so unbelievable that someone that you have gone out of your way to really fill such a, a niche that is so critically important that brings quality to people's lives and it, it's so essential and it's unbelievable that, you know, it, it didn't exist before you created it in 1998. So, yeah, I just yeah wanted to acknowledge that again. It's unbelievable what you're doing. Thank you. And I, I still get teary and I've got Francis a photo in my <laughs> office. So I, I look at him every day and... Um, it just feels like it was yesterday. So uh, yeah. you know, not a day goes past that I don't think of him and, and how grateful I am that our paths crossed because, uh, you know, now thanks to Francis and helping kids feel normal, that's yeah. that's our, our ethos and that's what the whole team, the organisation, our supporters, everyone that gets involved, we all know we just have to help, have to help families feel normal, even if it's one more time. Um, that's mm -hmm. our goal. Well, yeah. we need more people like you, and uh, you were acknowledged in 2014 Australian of the Year local hero, so congratulations on that. Absolutely well Thank deserved. Thank you. I, it, what um, I'm me about that is, well, you're so young. You know, you're 21 and you've had this life-changing experience. You know, <laughs> and, um, it's, you know, it really is, I, I guess you're one out of the bag to go, no, nah, that's what I want to do at 21. <laughs> people, are, people are going off gallivanting around the world and, and going crazy, and you know what? It's yeah. What what an amazing uh, an amazing story. Uh, look, I, I want to hear a little bit about you. What an emotional job. It started with emotion, and I'm sure there's emotion in your job all the time. You're caring for you know sick children, and you're, you're putting a smile on their face, and, and like you say, making them feel normal. How do you stay uh, motivated, or how do you keep your your emotions in check in your in your day in day out job? I do a lot of, like I still meditate uh, and I, I'm very grateful for the life I have uh, and especially for the people around me. Um, so I've got a very good, I, I consider myself one of the luckiest guys on the planet because I truly love what I do and I get to do it every day. Mm -hmm. uh, so keeping motivated, actually, it, it comes back from the energy from the families, the, the feedback we get from the healthcare professionals that we work with. Um, and of course, the team, um, I could not ask for a better team to work with. So there's a lot of reasons to be motivated. And I've always been a bit of a half-glass-full guy anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, every situation has a silver lining. And as bleak as times do become, you always have to think, well, there's a lesson in this. There's a reason why it's happening. And, and everything only happens when it's supposed to happen. Um, but if you can keep positive about it and bring people up, uh, it's incredible the, the energy and that, that feeling that you get. If you can help somebody feel a bit better... It's a great way to be, um, or that energy is pretty much reciprocated and it, it becomes a, I suppose, like a, a vortex of positivity 
even though things are tough, even these families, and we, we get feedback from families that we've helped with uh, bereavement and funeral costs, mm. and they've taken the time to write a letter to say thank you so much for being there for us in this time and you know it made a real difference in their lives. And I look at that, if someone's taken the time to uh, acknowledge what someone has done for them mm. in a time when you really should be sitting in the corner rocking back and forth, yeah. um, I personally find it hard to find an excuse not to be motivated or, mm. or keep on going because um, I suppose that's just the way I, I look at the life. And I've had a great childhood as well and you know very grateful for the respect that my parents instilled in me to just be grateful and, and respect everybody regardless of their age. And that really comes into play about staying positive all the time because, you know, life is, it, it's a nanosecond that we're alive. Mm. So I don't think it's wise to sort of sit back and miss it if you're upset mm. or let, let things get to you too much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so how are you looking after yourself? What's your daily routine? When you wake up in the morning, what do you do? What time are you getting out of bed? And obviously, if COVID's changed anything for you, take us through, you know, what your normal routine is. A normal, look, I've actually got like an internal alarm clock. I normally get up at about 6 every day. Yeah. Um, well, so that, and it just, as soon as I wake up, I look at the clock and I, I actually, I've started, um, you know, where you do a little bit of a sigh and, oh, you know, even the days you want to sleep in, you know, no, no, yeah. <laughs> you got to get up. So that kicks off the day. Um, then uh, do a little bit of a, a meditation, normally for about maybe up 15 minutes, mm-hmm. um, usually yep. just a, a short, sharp one. Um, then get on to uh, sort of going through the emails and I, I'm really good with my social media checking because I don't like wasting time. So I'll spend probably 15 or 20 minutes going through the channels, see if there's any replies that I have to make or if I'm making comments or anything. Um, and then really starting to get the day going. Uh, mm-hmm. So that might be, um, we've got a vibration platform at home. So we normally jump on that in the morning and do a little bit of rowing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really good to just get the blood flowing. Yeah. And then the routine literally just kicks in. So have a, a, a juice. We always have a laugh. So um, the first thing we do is uh, normally have a bit of a laugh in the house, make some sort of joke about something. And it's something that I'm, I'm really grateful for as well because I, I, could, I can swear black and blue I have laughed every single day of my life um, about something. <laughs> so <laughs> you always oh, look for something... Well, it's, I think it's important too. And I remember when I was young, I read that it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. And I thought, well, that's, I'm going to stick with that. So I, I smile every day um, and that kicks off the day. And it literally, it, it, there's some sort of routine that happens with work um, where, you know, I've got the some board responsibilities, uh, some normal um, CEO responsibilities that have to do with bookkeeping and uh, accounts inside. But most of the time, it's, it's actioning what happened from the day before and doing all the follow-ups and making sure everything's uh, in place. Checking in on the team, um, that's a regular thing, and making sure that everyone's well-being, mental health is quite good, uh, and making sure that nobody's feeling overwhelmed. Um, yeah, and then I suppose getting through, through the day, but I'm, again, very grateful because I couldn't say that any two days are the same. Because our work is so varied and my life is so varied, uh, I, I can't remember two days that have actually been exactly the same because it's just there's always something exciting to be working on or um, you know, taking off the list, basically. 
So I'm a big, a big believer in uh, to-do lists. So the night before yeah. and when I go to sleep, uh, before I go, when I go to sleep, I do this. No, before I go to sleep, uh, I'll jot down that you have there's ten uh, top priority things that I have to get done. I'll put those into my calendar for the first thing in the morning to do. So I sort of do a bit of a brain dump, so you're not sleeping on things that are going to keep you awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And that's, yeah. And what about what? And you, oh, yeah. you go, Kate. I was going to say exactly the same thing. So what are you eating throughout the day? How do you keep energised? How do you look after yourself? Uh, try and eat as, as few carbs and the, the naughty foods as possible. Uh, start <laughs> yeah. the day off with, a, with a, a juice, which um, I really enjoy. And just a couple of days ago, uh, Anna has introduced sriracha into Ooh. the juice is that bit of an extra pick-me-up. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of hot foods, but I know it's really good for you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, kick off the day with a, a juice uh, and normally some, uh, if it's going to be an apple or a fruit or something like that. Uh, lunch we try and keep as light as possible, mm-hmm. uh, but try and get in the, the vegetables and um, even if it is a, a small sandwich or something we might have. Um, and then dinner, we've again, we try and keep the carbs as low as we can. So it just, I suppose it doesn't make you sluggish. Uh, which is important, yeah. and if and Kate, you have inspired me to no end, uh, which <laughs> I didn't I didn't know about the the reason why people fast when they have the you know the gastric banding and things like that. Um, yeah, but yeah. it was all about the liver that that just blew me away. So ah. ever since then, I've been thinking, oh, okay, so what do you do to how do you reduce the size of your liver? That's 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 the key thing. Um, so yeah, been looking at the right sort of foods to eat, and I I did come up with a a great recipe for a juice that. Um, which has uh, the cinnamon, um, ginger, uh, chia, chia seeds, uh, spinach, kale, kiwi fruit, um, literally three little squares of banana um, for a little bit of sweetness and um, some coconut water. And um, it's just, it's been phenomenal. Like it's just, it's just the right mix of everything. And I find that really sustains, sustains me for, year, um, for hours during the day. So amazing. That sounds delicious. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll flick you the recipe that I use. It's uh, it's probably not a you know, I dare say a lot of people are probably using the same one, but it, it's a really good combination. Obviously, early days of doing a juice when you put too much kale in anything. Spinach or spinach. Spinach juice, yeah. But that re- yeah, that really helps, uh, and that obviously it gives you a clear mind as well when you've got a lot a lot of moving parts and a lot of balls in the air. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have the right sort of foods in place to make sure that your your brain and body are okay. And what about Absolutely. when you get home at uh, dinner time? Are you a cook? And then after after that, what do you do to to relax? Uh, I don't cook. I, I, like I'll do a barbecue, yep. um, which I, I enjoy doing. But Anna does all the cooking. Um, she's a great cook. So yeah, we, uh, she does a lot of uh, roasts, which is really nice. So we do small portions of roast, lots of vegetables and things like that. Um, and then after dinner, we'll sort of sit back, um, normally chat about the day that's gone through, uh, and then occasionally we might have, like it might be a small bowl of yoghurt or something like that um, at the end with a, a few paleo-friendly nuts and things. Oh, very of, good. Yeah. So I'd look get, at, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, is there any sort of movement or anything? Like what, what, how do you get yourself moving? If you want to feel like burning off some energy, what do you do? Uh, our routine at night is um, after dinner, about 45 minutes after, we'll go for a good hour, hour and a half walk. Uh, in the warmer weather, we were actually doing up to, we got up to 21 Ks um, that we were doing about four or five times a week 
at night. Nice. Um, just going for a really nice oh, long gosh. walk around the neighbourhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing a little bit less at the moment because the uh, the colder weather. Uh, but yeah, it's normally an hour, hour and a half walk um, every night. And that just clears the mind. And then we also have a bit of a rule. We try not to do much uh, work talk at home. Yep. Yeah. So obviously it's been a little bit hard working from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we normally do the, the conversations on the walk. Uh, we will we'll do some brainstorming, some problem solving. And we always find as soon as – because if, you, if you're walking and talking, it's a great way to be uh, very clear uh, with what you need to get sorted out. So that's that's been – Quite motivating, and then um, occasionally we'll have a, a, a sauna or something at the end of the night before going to bed. Wow, yeah. a sauna! A sauna, yeah. I found a little little sauna online. It's a one-person sauna. Oh, and, great! Um, yeah, that just and you have to stop, so you can't do anything inside it. So you literally just have to stop and just unwind. Yeah, that's a great. You know what? I just flashback to where I grew up, um, the street I grew up in, and we were in the bowl of a court on the Mornington Peninsula down here in Victoria, and. Uh, there was kids, I'm one of three, and we're all the same age in the bowl of the court. It just seemed like there was heaps of the similar age kids there. And my neighbour across the road, who I ended up going to school with, <laughs> they had a sauna downstairs. and We'd go in the sauna in the middle of winter, and it was great. And then we'd go and run and jump in the unheated <laughs> pool, and it was freezing. And we'd we be like, oh, if I did that now, I'd probably have some sort of – my heart wouldn't like it or something. But we were crazy. That was probably the last time I went into a sauna. You just reminded me of that. Oh, hey, hey, dear. Is that actually good for you or not? It actually is. There's a, it's like cryotherapy, the hot and cold. It's amazing for your circulation. You so go. you're doing a great thing there. It actually, it's got anti-aging benefits. It's got so many benefits for your, your cardiovascular system um, and all of your cells rejuvenating them. It's it's one of the best things you can do. Oh, good. Well, there we go. Yeah. I, I just did it because I like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to live forever with all these good deeds and all these health behaviours. <laughs> you're going to be with us forever, which is a great well, there, thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to do, so you've got to look after yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You sound like you've got a really sound mind and you've got um, lots of processes in place for yourself within your diet and your uh, meditation and your routine seems to be really nutted out. Is there any point during the day, during the year, that Tim Connellan just... His, the head doesn't seem screwed on properly and you, you have those moments where you where you just feel like the world's all caving in on you. Uh, I've never actually had that feeling. Um, and I, I don't know why. It just yeah. It's just one of those very rare sort of circumstances where just it doesn't feel like, oh, my God, I, I can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, if I do feel uh, that things are a bit heavy and I need some time out, I, I love a, a good movie. Um, that's something that I've found... And surprisingly, I can sleep really, really well, no matter what is going on, all the stresses. Um, I can sleep standing up if I need to, because <laughs> when, I, when I was, um, I went to a couple of uh, conferences and, and um, workshops to learn how to meditate. Mm-hmm. So I learned that from a very young age, which also gave me the ability to meditate at any time that I really want as well. Yeah. So but it's something I've really found that... Um, if I can sleep at any time, I can sleep away any stress or worry. Um, but also, if I go to a, a movie or something, um, I can literally just switch off and I don't have that urge to think, oh, I've got to keep on checking my phone, I've got to get on social media, I've got to check this email. Um, I've just got this, uh, I, I, I don't know, I just can switch off, which is really, really helpful. This is really helpful. Mm. And I guess you've probably gathered those tools over, over your life. And for the listeners listening, what would... Um what would your advice be? Where would you start if someone hadn't, ha- hasn't 
looked into meditation um, at all. Uh, because, you know, you, you, like you mentioned, people have, there's, might be five different social media channels that someone has or if they're a CEO there's 50,000 emails that come in uh, let alone uh, you know mm. call, calls and, and a busy schedule how, how do you where do you start uh, I think the meditation and we're very lucky because when I was doing meditation years ago uh, it was few and far between areas that we could either go to a meditation class and people thought it was a bit odd yeah. uh, and even teaching people was even odder because they thought well hang on is there, what's the what's the, the, the motivation behind it why are you doing it is it a cult <laughs> which I can't believe how many people have actually said that yeah, to wow. me it's like well no it's yeah. not it's, <laughs> it's called just stopping yeah. Yeah. Um, but these days which again it's really great because yes you've got all the social media and your emails and your phone and your, your text in the palm of your hand but you also have an amazing tool in the palm of your hand that lets you switch on uh, to one of the great meditation, uh, like Smiling Minds, which is a great yeah. app. Um, so you can switch on to one of these apps, which lets you switch off, uh, which is a really nice way to be able to do it. The thing is uh, repetition. I, I read this a little while ago because I used to believe and I was told if you do something 21 times, it becomes a habit. It actually works out to be about 66 times that you have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you know, a lot of people are sort of way off, which I was as well, early yeah. days to try and teach myself a new habit. But if you can get in that routine of, well, you just dedicate five, even if it's starting five minutes a day, just do something where you just s stop and switch off, mm -hmm. then you increase that each week out of 30 seconds or a minute, whatever it might be. Um, that's a really good way to teach yourself to be still, uh, which, is, again, it just helps with a, a better, stronger and healthier life if you can mm. stop your brain. And that's where I started when, you know, doing my meditations early on. Um, and I, I've, I've said this to a lot of people as well, just get those routines. And if you have got a whole lot of things to do, do your, your top five things that you have to do straight away. There's a great book, uh, Chris Hedler, um, which is The One Thing. Mm -hmm. and oh, I've read that. I love it. One of my favourites. It favorite. was absolutely yeah. brilliant to yeah. bring down, you know, that you break down things into the smallest, mm. the smallest task and then it, it comes out back to you know what's the one thing you can do today that's going to make everything else easier yeah. yep. and when you get to that point it, it's literally like breathing again because all you have to do is worry about one thing it's like when you're driving a car all you have to do is know you know you have to drive safely that's the yeah. key thing you have mm -hmm. to do um, so I found that's been really life-changing for me to bring things down because as you said uh, Jimmy as well look, there's a lot of emails that come through um, a lot of texts a lot of messages a lot of um, a lot of people want to, uh, you know, be in touch with you, and sometimes you just have to say, "Well, I'll get to it in a minute," yeah. because it's it's not brain surgery. You're not being called into hospital to fix somebody's heart or something like that. Uh, everything's it's a phone call, an email, a message, whatever it is. Everything can yeah. actually wait for at least a few minutes. Everything can wait. Mm -hmm. So good, yeah. Um, that book itself, the what I um exactly what you said and then the other one that's here is eat that frog and just getting things done so the one thing i find works really well when you focus on that one thing that changes everything else and then the, the book that really complements it that eat that frog is about actually doing the hardest things first as well because yes it's really good to focus on that one thing and then nothing else matters but sometimes that one thing is so overwhelmingly hard to get started and eat that frog talks about if you've got these big dirty ponds this is my interpretation of it so apologies to anyone else who doesn't see it this way <laughs> and there's all these frogs in it right and then there's one 
big black dirty toad. If you eat that for breakfast, then all those little frogs are easy to skip down by the end of the day. You've just got to get through the really big ugly one first and then everything else goes away. And I think those two books are on high rotation in my household and I've highlighted probably every second line. There's probably no <laughs> point pulling out the highlighters, I've, you know. Um, but both of those I couldn't live without. And I think, you know, using that as a guiding principle that that one thing, um, if you get that done, nothing else matters. That's your, you know, that's your purpose. That's your why. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been interesting and, and two good points because my um, – uh, mum used to uh, say that if you have to eat a frog, eat, eat frogs, eat the big one first. So that was like, yeah. when I was, oh my God, it might have been 12 or 13, I think, the first time she told me that. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah, so, it's, you know, all these, these sayings are there for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's amazing we do find that one thing. And talking about the why, uh, a couple of years ago we started talking about this a lot because um, – Obviously, Mr. Sinek's a very clever yes. man. Um, but we were looking at what we were doing as TLC for kids. And, and of course, we've got our purpose, which is helping all kids. But we also started going through uh, a process of looking at the what, the, mm. the what we were doing. And it came down to well, what, you know, it's important to have your why, but you have to turn your why into a what because uh, just a why won't really cut it unless you yeah. put things into action. And then, you know, we looked at, well, our what is, you know, this is our process. This is uh, the impact that we're making. That's what we do because of our why. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see. And I, I'm sure a lot of people have already thought of that anyway. But, yeah, we really focus on our what uh, more so than because the why was 21 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's even more notable. I've written that down because your what you thought about doing and changing the lives of these kids and everything that started with Francis's journey, I'm sure other people have had really good intentions and have thought about, you know, doing something to help. But it's not until you did the what that you actually mm. changed something, that you added value to someone's life, that something actually happened. So the why gets you thinking about it but the what it brings a change it brings it, it brings the end point i guess or the the goal it helps you get there yeah it's spot on you're absolutely spot on hey tim mm. just before we let you go and we thank you so much for joining us incredible story and we love your routine it's so thank good you. we can all learn from you <laughs> thank uh, you Jimmy. let's go through maybe uh, a few of your favorite things your favorite food Ah, uh, I would have to. Oh, actually, I'd, I'd say the juice. I, I really, oh. I'd love it. I, I really do, which is really weird, but yes, juice. You've probably obviously had it more than 66 times. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat 66 large frogs every day, then you'll like it. <laughs> Very good. Um, and what about a, a drink? It doesn't. Oh, wait, hang on, it's juice. I was going to say not alcoholic, it <laughs> doesn't matter, but it's, you've covered both there. I must, have, I must have seen your questions beforehand. <laughs> so food, juice, juice. Um, so the pulp in the juice is the food and the juice is there you go. the drink. There we go. Um, have you been watching anything specifically? Um, you know, been spending a bit more time at home these days. When you sit down and, and watch a movie or watch a series, what have you been watching? Uh, I actually watched the something I really enjoyed was Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on Stan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, quite, I'm not really one of those guys that watches the, the musical sort of shows, but that one uh, was just a lot of fun. So, yeah, really enjoyed that. And, um, and of course, I uh, love Killing Eve, <laughs> yeah. um, which the third season's out now, so it's, that's, that's fun. Uh, nice. And what about uh, the music you listen to? What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, a lot of my own... 
compositions. I'm actually I, years ago I was a professional DJ, so I used to produce a lot of music myself. And ah. um, yeah, I did a lot of meditation music as well, and uh, some dance music. So I, on my playlist, which probably sounds a little bit, yeah, I don't know what it sounds like, but, but I actually I, I like listening to my own music um, yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Do you have a Spotify playlist? I'm yet to actually put them all up there, so I will oh, do it, though. I will do it. Listeners would love that. Then they could go and find, you know, what do you listen to for meditation, get some of your, your tips from the music industry in the past. There we go. I'll do that. I'll put that down as one of my – that's the one thing I'll do, Kate. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and what about a book? Are you reading anything at the moment? Uh, no, I listen to a few podcasts, yep. um, which is taking up a fair bit of time, which is also quite good, especially on walks and things like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, a good one that I can recommend is She's on the Money, which is Victoria Devine. Um, really good financial advice for people, uh, especially younger people. That's so She's on the Money. That's a really Thank good one, you. actually. I've, um, I've just been in talks with a few people about that. Um, just oh, good. financial stuff for... For younger people, I, I think there's a, there's a big minefield out there. Um, oh, very much so. And I think, yeah. it, especially this day and age, because oh. this time, because a lot of people have maybe some extra money that they wouldn't have normally had, yeah. um, or, or they might be the struggling. Yeah. yeah. And then that, the whole dream of, of buying a house, and I've been lucky, I've had a great job for a, for a decade, but it's um, it seems just the, the amount you pay, how do you get into the oh. market? And I think you, so oh. advice early, early, early on is is really, really, really helpful. So she's Absolutely. the money. That's a good one. Good tip. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure. Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've loved hearing about TLC for kids and, and yourself and your routine. And definitely, if you want to catch Tim, you can um, you can look him up on Instagram. He's got a pretty cool feed there. This seems like there's heaps of things you do with TLC for kids. Um, thank what you. A great organisation. Uh, that's Tim Conlon on Instagram. That's quite self-explanatory really mm. <laughs> and you can check out tlcforkids.org.au as well thank you so much Tim for joining us it's been great to hear all your favourite things and um, and yeah dip into your life for a, for a moment absolute pleasure and keep up the great work I love the way that you're profiling people and um, yeah, it's most it's a great way to people to, for people to get uh, in touch and feel part of the community I think because you know we're all humans yep. and we've got a story to share so it's uh, well done thank you very much for shining a light on people well done well, awesome. thank Thanks, you Tim Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you by BeFit Food, where food is the first medicine.